What is up, people? You're listening to Geeking Out Over Star Wars, uh, where we do just that, geek out over Star Wars, for however for however long the show runs. Um, I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, uh, joined as always by uh, Zachary Breeland, co-host and creator of, of the show. Uh, so, Zach, we, we, celebration has come and gone. How are you feeling? Celebration has coming on, and I'm still feeling a little bit of that high because we just we got a lot. There's just a lot to talk about, and and we don't have a ton of time today to talk about it, but we're gonna get to a ton of it. So that's exciting. I just have two things to say. Okay. Two things. One, I hope this show goes on forever, and that we'll be geeking out over Star Wars for for years to come. Uh, number two is, did you know? No, I've not seen episode three, but did you know that Obi Wan Kenobi on Rotten Tomatoes is being review bombed? specifically is it is it the racists that are going after Mm -hmm. apparently apparently if if reports are to be believed especially after ewan mcgregor sent that specific um video out i think it was yesterday or the day before he tweeted out and star wars actually the official star wars account put it up calling out like racists and Mm. just saying there's no place at all for it and standing behind moses ingram so uh yeah just thought i'd like I, you know, not to turn the, I know we have a lot to celebrate, no pun intended today, but like, just wanted to bring that up because I, it's a load of, it's a load of, it's a load of crap. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And it just gets me infuriated with a certain part of our fan base. The, honestly, I think the minority, but unfortunately the vocal minority of the fan base. Yeah, it's very odd. You know, it's, it's very disturbing, you know, that the, that the racists would latch on to Star Wars. It's like, oh, I don't know. I thought I would think they'd be watching other, I don't know, less diverse uh, content. Yeah, it makes no or sense. content that's like more inherently racist, but they latch on to Star Wars, which is not racist at all. Don't they know that um, like Darth Vader is voiced by a black man? Voiced by a black man, Lando's black man. I, 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 it's, it, it, these, these elements we just completely skipped over back in the 70s. I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> It, I don't, I can't, uh, it just, it's, it's irrational too. It's just irrational. Yeah. Yeah. It's irrational. It's mean. It's nasty. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. Comfy. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So, um, shout out to Moses Ingram for doing a great yes. job. Just shout absolutely. out. Absolutely. Love, love her as Rita. For being absolutely. a great part of the Star Wars lore. Yes. Uh, we, we'll get to that one whenever we talk about Obi-Wan as well. Oh, for sure. And we definitely have a ton absolutely. to talk about. Just not today. Today's all about yeah. celebration. Today's all about celebration, uh, which... Uh, just very briefly as well, uh, seemed uh, like a ton of fun. I watched a lot of the live stream, most of the live stream. Um, I had the lug- I, well, for now, uh, I had the luxury of working from home, so I was able to just have it on in the background uh, basically yeah. all day. And uh, it looked like a ton of fun. The, the stream was, was full of very informative, awesome interviews. A lot of they showed some of the panels. I wish they showed some of the better panels, but that's yeah. That's (laughs) that's always that's always celebration, though. There's always the people in attendance who get some awesome stuff. Yeah, we just never get at home. Yeah, they get the exclusive stuff, which sometimes leaks online. Which we'll get to that in in a little bit. Yes. Um. But uh. But the stream was, it's it's so, and the stream was very well done. Of course, all the hosts, um, did a very good job. And um, it was just really, really cool to see. So, so another successful uh, Star Wars celebration. London 2023, baby. In London. London 2023. You may, you sh- you may be seeing us there. 
you, you know, if we have our videos up and running, I uh, we will know, be going. I if, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going, I'm going. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's happening. <laughs> so Zach is going. I will more than likely be going. I I just I can never a hundred percent commit until until um you know the tickets are out and the tickets are bought. But more than likely, I will be going <laughs> as well. Um, but but it's London. It's coming. It's it's coming very fast approaching. That was that's kind of quite frankly, it's another announcement from Celebration. It that's is like next year, less than uh, a year London. from now. It's eleven months. It's it's not even eleven months. Not even it's a year. Like ten months from now, because it's April. It's like the first week of April. Yeah, not even a year. A lot of this stuff shown this year isn't even going to be out by the time uh, the next Celebration yeah. comes. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get even more i think next year's celebration is going to be even bigger than this year's celebration um and i don't know if that's a hot take or not i think we're going to get a lot of movie announcements i think we'll get more on taika's movie i think we'll get more on kevin feige's movie and then we'll get more on um on um patty jenkins movie um i think we're going to get i think we're going to get a lot of really big like trailers and and a lot of really really big dropics here yeah, I um, think I th- I think the movie news will ramp up after quite a few years of yeah. movie dry spells. So yeah. I think the movie news is definitely going to ramp up because we know things are in the works and we know the TV news isn't slowing down anytime yeah. soon. So I think that's part of the reason they're bringing it back so quickly. It's because yeah. they know there's going to be some stuff oh, next year. It's going to be so good. Oh my god! So, awesome. uh, so we have a lot to recap from this year. Um, now th- we can start with kind of the biggest thing, um, which is Andor. Uh, so Andor, uh, which had the trailer actually dropped on the first day of Celebration. Yep. Um, I think it was the biggest trailer we got from Celebration. Um, and, um, uh, it was, uh, the first show to not rely on stagecraft. So shooting on sets and on location, um, uh, which, and I think that shows too, from, from the shots that we got, um, and um, we also got a season two of Andor confirmed as well. Mm-hmm. So it is coming back. So they confirmed that at Celebration. They're going to they're recording, you know, 12 more episodes. So we have that to look forward to as well. So a lot of, lot of really cool stuff. They're just talking about the trailer. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great trailer. We didn't, we didn't, we, it wasn't too um, descriptive. But it set this. It set the tone really well, and it kind of sets the stage, right? To me, it feels like an extension of Rogue One, which I have no problem with whatsoever. I enjoy that. I was looking forward to that. Um, just in terms of the the this, the feeling that I got from it, um, uh, and there were some pleasant surprises as well. Of course, Mont Mothma is coming back. Uh, as well um so i thought it was really cool um to see um uh, and uh, we also got a shot with some clone troopers it looks like it, yeah. in, in one of those shots so that was pretty interesting so i don't know if that's a flashback or if that's just you know early empire i don't know but but it was but it's it looks gorgeous um and it looks like it's going to be very dramatic lots of imperials lots of stormtroopers Lots of other security-looking people. It looks really cool. But Zach, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm incredibly excited. 
like like you said, the trailer was mostly, I want to say, atmospheric, setting the tone for the series more so than the specific events that are going to happen. We know it takes place five years before Rogue One. Yeah. Um, they also said that, I believe it's only going to be two seasons, and it's going to be the tw- first 12 episodes, and then the second 12 episodes, and that by the end of those second half, that sec- those second 12 episodes, that it will lead right into Rogue One, um, is what I believe. I believe it was Tony Gilroy talking about it, who is... Um, is the showrunner on the show? Uh, yeah, is the showrunner on the show who also did the... Uh, I believe he did the reshoots for Rogue One. Um, but I, it, it's that grittiness of Rogue One that we got. That old school, old original trilogy feel, but also like that prequel feel. Seeing Coruscant, a bunch of like... Seeing the politics, Mon Mothma, Genevieve O'Reilly coming back, who, who played the character... Um, in both Rogue One and also in the deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Um, so that's that's awesome. But that, like I said, the same thing that happened with Obi Wan. That feeling that the prequels are kind of being accepted. That 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 political aspect that everyone you know chides the prequels for not doing so well. But that political aspect, seeing Coruscant, I love seeing anything about Coruscant. Oh my god. I, I, we haven't seen anything. It's like Disney, and nobody has touched Coruscant since since the prequels. Like it, I don't know. I love seeing that. So I'm really excited for Andor, and it's soon. August, we're yep. getting it soon. Yep, it is fast approaching. Um, so that's that's kind of the next uh, kind of the next big thing. Um, of course, after Obi Wan. And um, doesn't the timeline kind of put it like uh, concurrent with like Rebels? Like Star yeah, Wars it Rebels? does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It actually falls right in the same timeline. Yeah, so that's very interesting. That's um, a, yeah, that's so a possibility. I don't know. I don't know what's going to... I don't know what else we're going to see. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. But that's very interesting as well. Um, it, I don't know if we'll get any other sightings. Maybe we'll get a... Uh, maybe Callus will show up. Who Anybody could show up. Anybody. Um you know, in, 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 uh, Andor. So it's so, I don't know. It's just, it's very exciting. I love the trailer. Uh, it's, this is another one of those that where I don't really, honestly, I don't really need a second trailer to be totally honest. Um, I, though uh, you could make, you can make that case. I'm a star Wars fan. So you could say that probably for anything star Wars that I don't really need any trailers. I'm going to watch it anyway, but this was just, I'm just like, uh, this trailer sold me that much. I can say for sure. Um, and I was already digging the concept, but I, now I'm totally, totally sold on it um, on Andor. Uh, so that was very exciting. Um, now we also got um, Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, which is is now the confirmed title, which it was that kind of leaked before uh, Celebration, but that's now been confirmed. Um, that is coming next year. Uh, we have uh, we we uh, got the trailer for that. Um, it's a there's a five year time jump from the first game, um, and the trailer is uh, very mysterious, very intriguing. We there's another uh, uh, Powin who seems to be some kind of that seems to be a dark sider. Not sure what um, if he is for sensitive trailer. Asking what his next move is. Um, you see Cal battling some again, someone with a red lightsaber who I'm assuming is using the dark side. And uh, and then of course you have the mysterious shot 
of the white haired um elderly man in in what looks like a it could be a back to tank i guess um and uh you know theories are going wild about who this could be um zach what were your thoughts on the trailer and who do you think the guy in in the in the tank is so the trailer is another example of tone setting yeah. So it's definitely less on the story beats and we don't know exactly. We know it's taking place five years after the first one, but the trailer definitely sells me on the, the feel, right? Like the tone of it, the, the mysterious nature, but also the kind of devastated nature. We see Cal alone, BD one. We see the, the man, is it the mantis? Um, the ship like crashed on a desert planet. Um, we don't see the rest of the crew at all. Uh, so like there's, it's, it's a very interesting setup. Now, what could have happened in those five years? I'm hoping we still get the rest of the crew back. I love those characters. Um, but, but I'm, I'm down, right? It's like one of those things that in Star Wars, the same thing for Andor, like you just said, we don't, I don't need another trailer. I'm already sold. The first game definitely had us sold. Um, yes, I loved Fallen Order. I think it was one of the best games of that year. And I think the same is going to be set for Survivor, if not better. So I think it's going to be great. I don't, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I never, I didn't really think about who's in that back to tank. Really? Okay. I really didn't. I, 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 I saw it and I went, who is this? So wait, who is this? So then you have some theories. I haven't even like been, I see the, the, the good thing for you was that you actually got to watch a lot of them, even though in the background as you're, you know, working, I just, my schedule didn't allow me to have it on. Um, when, when celebration was going on, I couldn't watch any of the live streams. So I, I, I really was just catching up on news at the end of the days. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what theories are out there. Uh, so, so there aren't, there aren't too many. Um, mine is, is apparently the theory that I had come up with is the one that a lot of other people had come up with, which is, isn't a very exciting theory, but it's a theory. Nonetheless, he looks like Taron Malikos from, from the first game. Um, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that was, I was just like, okay, we didn't, we didn't, and no, no death in Star Wars is ever confirmed. So, 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 uh, you know, I, I, when, even when he was defeated in the first game, I was like, okay, I was like, he was a, and I, I thought he was a very cool character. I love it when, when Jedi lose their way. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) You know, uh, when, especially when we see, we see the anguish in it. We see, or we just see kind of the madness in it. And it's not just kind of just the end result. We see like actual, we see it's people actually being corrupted. Um, and I thought he was used really well in the first game, though I thought could, more could have been done with him. So I would be cool if this were him. People seem to have mixed feelings about it. Some people are like, no, he was good in the first game. He played his role. And now we're on to somebody else. And some people think this is a really cool thing. I think this would be really cool if they brought him back. Um, but I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? You know, I I liked his character in the first one, but I didn't really think too much of him outside of it. So if it is him coming back, cool. If it isn't him, also okay. Mm-hmm. I, I did I did like him as a character. Um, he's the one you fight on Dathomir, correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked him as a character. I think the bigger character to come out of Dathomir was Marin, and she's one I'm hoping to see more so than him. But if it is him, then that's fine. And that is the image. Like, I didn't really think hard about it, but when I saw the white-haired man in the back of the tank, that, that did flash in my head real quick. I'm like, oh, that guy. 
that uh, I forgot the name, but fought him. Yeah. And then I didn't really think about it again. Um, but oh, it, right. it'll be interesting to see. It, it's got, you know, it's very, you know, whatever it is going to play a massive part in the game, right? Because like it wouldn't be, yeah. it wouldn't be shown and teased like this um, in this, in the trailer if it wasn't going to serve a big purpose. So um, right. I don't know. But I, I have faith in them. I have faith in Respawn. Respawn's a fantastic developer. Um, so so whatever it is, I am excited regardless. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I have very, very high expectations for this game. Um, just because of what what came from the last game and just how good it was. I'm expecting this game to be that, but better and like longer and bigger. <laughs> you know? Which sounds like an impossible thing to ask for, um, but that's what I'm expecting. Um, so I, you know, so I don't know who the Jedi survivor is. I don't know if it's Cal. I don't know if it's this new guy. I don't know. But um, a lot of that remains to be seen. And I'm thinking I'm thinking we'll get a hint, more hints of that in the next trailer. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know um, we're gonna get we're gonna get another one before we release another oh, more because yeah. this was also just this was entirely a CG trailer, so yeah, we've seen nothing of the game for real. Yeah, I think we we're gonna we're definitely gonna get more um, before release. Um, you know, maybe even this summer. Who knows? Um, yeah. But we'll see. Um, so we got another. Well, actually, before we get to uh, Skeleton Crew, which we'll get to that in just a second, uh, there was an Ahsoka panel. There was. Um, there was an Ahsoka panel. Um, there was an Ahsoka teaser, and um, uh, which was not officially released, but leaked all over the place. Um, it was all over the internet for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. You could probably still find it, quite frankly, if you if you if you looked hard enough. Um, but uh, we got uh, Sabine casted, confirmed. Um, Hera and Chopper confirmed, and. Um, I feel like Ezra has been all but confirmed. You know, he's been he's been rumored for at this point probably over a year, and um, casting has been rumored. I feel like he's been all but confirmed. But um, but those we did get confirmed and we did get a teaser. I think Sabine looks fantastic. Even though we just got a, just got a, just a quick the tiniest of glimpses. If you saw the teaser, um, and uh, Hera looks good as well. But Zach, what were your thoughts on the Ahsoka? information that we got um from the panel ahsoka is actually not my most anticipated series like i'm excited for it and i i definitely they obviously have a ton of story to pick up on after the end of rebels because rebels is is complete but it's incomplete right like it it, it's a complete story 100 but it does leave off on a massive cliffhanger no way no both before the credits roll and after the credits roll right so it's 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 one of those things that we knew we were going to get it. We were going to get a follow up. We didn't. But that was also before Disney Plus and everything. So we had no clue there were shows. When we get Ahsoka, I'm excited for it. I've enjoyed Rosario Dawson in the role so far. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see these characters. I'm going to be honest. I did not watch. I know you sent it to me. I did not watch the the leaked footage okay. um, because it's one of those things that I want to experience in it, like for real when it first drops and to get a really good look at. Um, I, the one shot I did see was I like how they recreated the wall art that Sabine is looking at now yep. at the, at the, t- in the credits scene, the post credit scene at the end of season four of rebels. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for, for Sabine ca- to be casted, the actress, um, 
Bordizzo, what's what's the name? Um, 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 Natasha Lou Bordizzo. Yeah, Natasha. Yes. So I'm excited. She she does look good. Uh, she looks good, and I'm excited for the look of that. I didn't see what Hera looks like. We know that we're gonna have Ezra. That's a that's a foregone conclusion. I there's just no way. This entirely is a continuation of that story. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. As when I talked about this with my brother Kendall. Um, on our show, he basically he kind of posited. He's like, "So is this like a no? It's just basically just a continuation of Rebels. This is like another season of Rebels, basically." Yeah, I, I think it is. Continuation of that, it, which is okay, right? Like that's okay. Yeah, and it, I'm excited for what that means and what can open up for storytelling in the future, right? Like I want us. I thought, well, I thought that Rebels was a little limited in its ability to make Thrawn a bigger bad guy because of when it took place, right? Right. It, it because of when it took place and because we had the sequels coming out, Thrawn couldn't be the big, massive villain, galaxy changing villain that he would be in the Earth of the Empire novels because, you know, it that's not the end. This is pre this is pre original trilogy, right? He can't be that big a player because that's when they introduce him. I him if if he comes back and he's a legitimate threat past this series of Ahsoka, he could play into Star Wars later on down the road. In a grander scale, and that's something I want to see more so than, more so than Ezra, more so than what Ezra could mean to the series. Because I was always iffy on Ezra. I didn't love Ezra. Ezra was not even my top five favorite characters on the show. Um, and his story. Are there Ezra fans? Like, did anybody love Ezra? And I, I, don't, I don't mean to bash Rebels, but my my young my my young sister, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know she was eight, right. so. Right, like not to not to discredit an eight year old's opinion, and I'm glad that like I want all children to love Star Wars and all Star Wars. Like when she saw Rise of Skywalker, she loved it, and I was happy about that. I was so happy about that. I want every, I want you to love Star Wars. I want my sister to love Star Wars. Um, but I didn't, I didn't personally care for Ezra whatsoever, whatsoever. Yeah. Kanan was my favorite character in the series, of course. Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine, Zeb, uh, Thrawn. And I, I want, honestly, my most, the most exciting aspect for me is Thrawn. Like, I just, I'll be straight oh. up. So yeah. if I'm being totally honest, um, I'm very concerned about Thrawn. Just Ooh. in terms of, just in terms of them making Thrawn, Thrawn, you know what I mean? Like, really making him, like, as calculating and intimidating as he was in um really any of the Zon books because i i enjoyed parts of thrawn and rebels not all of him in rebels um and i think that's uh, and i don't really and i I don't even really even think it's him i think it's just kind of the story surrounding season three and i guess four it's not all of it worked for me um um but that's probably a, a more of a rebels discussion and i don't even think it's really him it's just kind of how drawn out it was yeah, I, I think he couldn't be as exacting or as precise or as, I don't know, like he was calculating, you could tell. And I love the presence he had on screen. Yes. But I think that, like I said, because their hands were tied because they decided to introduce him before the original trilogy. So they couldn't, it had to be drawn out because this was a massive character that everyone was a fan of. It had to be drawn out and they couldn't give him as much to do. They just couldn't. He could not have as an he could not have the impact on the galaxy that he would otherwise had if you, you know, left him for post Return of the Jedi. Right. 
So I think we that's why I feel like that's why it was drawn out. Less so with the character, more so with just Rebels as a story and its placement. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely hear you on that. I I really hope so. Um, I don't know if Zahn is going to be consulted or involved in this show at all. I really hope he is. I know he was for the show. Um, so I hope he is for, for, for rebels. I mean, I hope he is for, for this, for Ahsoka as well. I hope so because rebels is the only reason we got six more Thrawn novels. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like the, it gave us the chance. And I think if anything, this show could actually put Thrawn in a position closer to what you would see in the the last three Thrawn novels that yep. take place before anything, because he's a man without an empire, right? Yeah, without... and, I so. and I think the last Thrawn novel, um, um, I don't know if it's Lesser Evil. I have to pull up the title, but but the last one that came out for his like prequel, I guess his his pre his prequel trilogy, um, was fantastic. It's it's, it's one of it's one of the best Thrawn novels to ever come out. It was really, really well done. Um, so I think Zahn is kind of, at, he's kind of at his peak right now. He, uh, that last Thrawn novel is so good. Um, the last, the, the most recent Thrawn trilogy is really good. Um, I think it's better than the first three that, that came out in the new canon. Um, but, it, but I, I really hope they do them right. I really hope they do them justice. <laughs> Um, in this show um so we got a new show as as was mentioned earlier a new show announced uh called skeleton crew um and uh jude law is going to be in the show so that's exciting um he'll be one of the actors in the show uh so it follows a group of 10 year old kids um they're from a small planet that gets lost um in a galaxy far far away in the star wars universe that they're trying to fi- try to find their way home and it's going to take place after return of the jedi and it's going to fit into the timeline of the mandalorian and ahsoka so it's kind of going to fit in the mandoverse um fit in the mandoverse pretty well um and uh this is i'm very excited for this um when i talked about this with kendall uh as well um and um he thinks this is that kind of the show that we've been hearing about that was supposed to be like a stranger things in the star wars universe um which is kind of what they were trying to do or what had been rumored i guess and we're pretty sure this is that this is basically kind of what it sounds like um and i'm very excited very very excited um for this um and i think it's gonna be um i i have i have pretty pretty high expectations for this um and i know john watts is one of the executive producers on this as well he's done a great job with the spider-man movies um so I have very high, a very high opinion of him uh, as well. So I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, but Zach, what do you think about it? I, I'm really excited for it. And I think a large part of that also comes from the fact that it was the only piece of completely new news. Right, Most of the stuff that we had gotten had been continuations of shows or just yes. confirmation of release dates or trailers. This was the only real completely outside of like publishing. Um and and books and whatnot this was the only completely new announcement that we got on the tv on the on the film side of things and uh, film tv shows and all that so i'm excited for that alone we don't know much about the show right we like that's a very quick description we got um 10 year old kids trying to find their way home 
I love Jude Law in pretty much everything he's in. I think he's a great actor. Uh, they're obviously building up this Mandoverse, this timeline, and making it big. Um, yes. Which, you know, I hope becomes more so than just this timeline at some point, which is a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation because I yeah. don't want it to feel so limited at any point. I want them to go past the confines, honestly, of the sequel trilogy. So that's a whole other conversation. But it was the only thing that's new. I like the sound of Skeleton Crew. If it's this Stranger Things type feeling that we're going for, go for it. Give me something new in Star Wars. Give me something that feels different. Right? I love, I'm okay with hitting into the nostalgia. I'm okay with getting doses of stuff that we've had other places, but something that feels like really new, like a new genre within Star Wars. It's part of the reason why I'm so excited for the Taika Waititi Star Wars film, because I feel like he's going to bring something new to the universe. So I am excited for Skeleton Crew. I'm, I'm, I, I also have some not super high expectations. We don't know anything. We haven't seen anything, but my expectations are decently set right now. Yeah, I, I'm hoping I, I, like you said, my expectations, expectations aren't through the roof, but but I think this will be good. That's just, you know, kind of just based on the the pitch or, or kind of brief description that, that we have so far. Um, but it is very exciting. And I agree. I do want more new content. It's always kind of a tricky balancing act, having something be new, but also still kind of feel like Star Wars. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of need that, that balance. But I, but I do agree with you. I think, I think just, um, just the more that we're something, the more we can branch out, the better. So we don't just keep getting the same thing over and over again. For sure. Um, so we got the Mandalorian season three, uh, which is coming um, uh, next year. So I guess it's pushed back a little bit. Um, so it's coming next year, uh, early 2023. Um, uh, footage uh, was shown. Um, of course, our previews, uh, Mando's Redemption. Um, and the looming conflict uh, with Bo-Katan. Uh, well, I also heard some of Mandalore is shown. Um, this, I did not see anything about. I never didn't see. I know that this was leaking all over the place as well. Apparently, people have seen it all over. I have not seen anything from this. Neither have I. Uh, <laughs> okay, I was going to ask if you did. But, Zach, what, what were your thoughts on on um, on everything that we got from this? This is a quick one, right? I we we yeah. know we were getting Mando season three. I greatly enjoy. I think Mando season Mando has gotten better with each season. Season one was good. I think season two was great, especially those last five episodes. Four episodes were just phenomenal because it was just a great cohesive story. Fantastic episodes. Um, I'm excited for season three. I I like. Obviously, we all joke about the Mandalorian episode we got, or the two Mandalorian episodes we got in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> but that, but that aspect of him falling out of grace with you know with the armor, the armorer, and with the Mando culture, where this sect, right, where this is the way, and you can't remove your helmet. Um, so yeah, him having to redeem himself, and then listen, more Bo-Katan, of course, more Bo-Katan. I love Katie Sackhoff. I love the yeah. character in Clone Wars. Um, I, I. And I loved her character in the series in season two. Um, so and to let that like let Mandalore become this even greater because the Mandalorian isn't too like there's bits and pieces of the Mando culture, but there hasn't been like a full. This is an entirely a Mandalorian story, right? Like there are so many other aspects. We have Grogu. 
Jedi, all those other things, I feel like this is that turning point where the Mandalorian really becomes about Mandalorians and Mandalore. And that excites me. Because that's always been some of the most fascinating stuff in this Clone Wars and now, you know, Mandalorian era. Yeah, I mean, I think the Mandalorian... I think all of anyone that's a fan of the Mandalorians and their lore, it seems like this season is going to be kind of their season a little bit. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of that in this. And, and, and I wouldn't necessarily say it's overdue, but I think I think because um, we did get quite a bit of it in the first season. But I think this season, I think we're really going to get deep into the history of the Mandalorians. What is a Mandalorian? And, who should be the ruler of the, of the remaining Mandalorians and blah, blah, blah. So I think we're going to get all of that in this I, season. I think they're going to make it a little less confusing because I think it is a little confusing right now. It is. The, yeah. The different sex. And if you're not a, um, if you are not a clone wars fan, then you're, you're really in the dark. And that actually would probably make you even more confused because what we get in Mandalorian is very different from the, um, you know, the different groups that we get in clone wars. Uh, so I, I think they're going to streamline it and just definitely just kind of bring that conflict to a head. I think so too. Um, so we also got uh, the Bad Batch season two trailer as well. It looks that good, show- man. Oh yeah, it does look good. That show is coming out. Um, that is this year. So that's another one that's fast approaching. Uh, fall twenty twenty two. Um. Uh, that's the release window. Uh, we know Commander Cody is in it. That'll be very exciting. Um, and we also have our Wookiee, our uh, Wookiee Jedi friend, um, coming back. Uh, Gun is is it Gun is it pronounced Gunji or Gunky? I Do thought you know? it was Gunky, but I it could be Gunji. It's all right. I've been saying Jif or Gif wrong, so I'm, I'm <laughs> I can't I can't speak to it. Right. But but ever I know the, the internet lost its mind though. Yeah, yeah, the internet was losing its mind. I was, I didn't lose my mind, but I was like, oh, is that, oh, that must be the Jedi from Clone Wars. I guess people are like really excited about it. I didn't know people liked that Jedi, that Wookiee as much as, as much as me. I thought, I mean, I like the Wookiee. I like the concept of a Wookiee Jedi. Uh, Barry Yaga is a whole other conversation that we'll have on our next show, I'm sure. Um, in the High Republic, because uh, I need more Barry Yaga. I think people um, just go crazy over Wookiees, and then people go absolutely over the moon for Wookiee Jedis. I think it's Jedis, just, yeah. It's just, I'm sure people wanted Chewie to be a Jedi, but this is where you get Chewie as a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's all oh. so Wookiee Jedi's are like it's just like it's like a baby Yoda, you know. It's like oh, don't you dare hurt this Wookiee Jedi, you know. So so it's so that's very exciting. Everyone's losing their minds over that. Um, uh, I also like Omega's new costume. Omega yes, has so do I like that. It looks like she's getting more practice with the bow and arrow, the 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 energy bow. Um, so that's pretty fun. And um, uh, and uh, it looks like there. I, I thought I saw some clone commandos in the yep. trailer as well. Yep. So that's pretty cool. So you're getting more bad batch. And I think, uh, yeah, I think there's more. What I like is, and I've used this word multiple times. I think a lot of shows are doing it this year, and that's going more political. And I think as season one was that that tie to Camino and who they are as a group. And the trailer kind of opens it up to the broader galaxy, this rise of the empire, what it means for everyone, what how it's operating. So that that has me excited. Yeah, yeah, it is very exciting. Um, So I'm excited for that as well. And we saw the emperor 
in yep. this trailer in the trailer as well. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. And I saw they interviewed um Dee Bradley Baker and um Michelle Ang, who voices um um Omega. Uh they were talking to her in the um on the live stream and they're both just kind of through the moon about the show and the trailer and um just teasing um what we're gonna see so it's really 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 exciting um so yeah that should be really cool uh now we also got vision season two um or volume two announced um that is coming in spring of next year i am very excited for that i thought the first set of episodes that we got was great um uh some i liked more than others but i'll take all of it more than more than nothing um i just don't like that they're not canon though if you watch them you can understand why some of them are not canon because it's so it's just too much going on <laughs> for this to be canon um but um but i'm either either way i'm so excited for it um zach did you have any reaction to this just happiness because I loved the I know we were we were kind of on the fence of the idea of visions, not 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 the idea of visions and, and going to other studios and getting different creative takes, but the placement in canon, right, and importance and what it would mean to overall Star Wars. And I think what it did was just give us some really cool Star Wars from different creative voices and minds. And they were, for the most part, overwhelmingly great. There were a couple I I was like, right, whatever, whatever, not for me. But that's the thing about anthology. It's one of those things that I love about anthologies in general. Like I, I just finished uh, last weekend the third season of Love, Death, and Robots. One of the things that I love about anthology series is that it's not—it's almost not even meant to be for everyone. There's just something for everyone to like, right? And if you don't like something, you're gonna move on to the next one. And it's okay that you didn't like one of the shorts. You can maybe the next one really hits with you. And I think Visions gave us so many different kind of cool stories. It gave us some, I think, classics. Um, I thought the duel and the Vi- village bride were both, I I think, just like quintessential Star Wars. I think it just threw and through, and they were fantastic. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I we knew it was one of those things that the entire fandom came together for. That I I don't remember seeing a single bad thing about Visions. Not a single bad word. The only thing I hope they do this season is not drop it all in one go. Um, because I oh, think. Really? That it, yeah, I think I think because their shorts were very much inclined to drop them, but I what I would like to see is I would like to see a few a week, three three a week, three a week because I think that Visions deserved a greater place in the Star Wars fandom for conversation, and by dropping it all in once, it was a week of oh my gosh Visions, and then that was it, and I think the stories deserved a little bit more love and attention than they got. But that's that's like a minor nitpick in terms of releasing. That's it's not it's that's not about the visions itself. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I very much enjoyed visions as well. So I echo your sentiments and, um, you know, and I'm just yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm glad I'm glad we're getting more in whenever and however it comes out. I will be binging it um, as well. Uh, we're also getting visions continuing in comic book form as well yes we are uh, so that is exciting um and uh let's see we also have tales of the jedi uh coming as well so this is um from uh dave filoni 
uh, as well. So another animated Dave Filoni project. Uh, this is an animated anthology series. So we're getting another anthology anthology uh, series. Um, so it's going to feature tales of 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 the Jedi um, in the era um, of the prequels, just prequel Jedi, just but stories featuring them. So you'll have you'll have a story with the young Count Dooku, Count Dooku, Jedi Count Dooku, um, Qui Gon Jinn, um, Ahsoka, and we'll have more uh, more uh, than that as well. So Zach, what was your reaction to this? The, yeah, yes, just yes. Right. Especially since the, the big thing going around afterward was the Ahsoka. Um, there were some images from the Ahsoka because they showed a couple of the shorts. Um, they showed a couple of the anthology episodes, I believe. Um, and I remember people were going wild over it, especially over the Ahsoka. And we're getting the Ahsoka like origins, yes. um, so to speak. So that that has me pretty giddy because Ahsoka has become one of my favorite characters. Uh, give me young Count Dooku. Give me, give me Qui Gon Jinn with Liam Neeson confirming to be back, yes. um, voicing the character and his son, and his yes, yes, and his son, which is super cool. So it, this isn't a thing that I was dying for, right? It's not an announcement that I'm going, oh my god, I need this, but it's a cool little way to fill in the gaps for some of the characters that we have come to love over the years, and I love that Star Wars is revisiting them. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's it's it. it uh, reminds me of some of the novels that we have been reading in that era, but just animated now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're actually getting stories of young Count Dooku, stories of young Qui-Gon, stories of younger Ahsoka and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I think it's really exciting. And I, I think it, I have very high expectations actually for this as well. Um, so we also got um, uh, some comic, some comic news as well. So we, there is a Yoda mini series coming from Kevin Scott, um, and other artists, um, and authors as well. And that takes place between uh, episodes four and five. Uh, Zach, did you have reaction to this news or any other, any well, other comic news? Yeah, the that? comic book news was small, right? So here we, like, when I listed this, um, really, of course, there was just the the new stuff because there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of reveals comic wise. There was the Yona miniseries, which, okay, fine, sure, I'll read it. I'm going to read it. It's not at the top of my reading list. It doesn't feel like it's going. To, anything is, about it is going to be absolutely imperative to the timeline, but I'm going to read it. I love Kevin Scott. I believe it's also Jody Hauser and a couple other writers and some of the artists like Luke Ross and um, a couple others are, that I'm a big fan of. So I will read it, of course, and I'll subscribe to it and get it each month. Uh, Mando being adapted into a miniseries. I haven't read any of the other miniseries of that, like the adaptations, except for the Thrawn, the first Thrawn novels. I read that one because I hadn't read the novel. But in terms of the film adaptations, I've never read them. Uh, I, I never read any of those. Um, I probably won't read Mando because I don't feel like I'm missing. Maybe if I'm, if this comes out prior to season three, maybe I will just as a, a quicker way for me to recap everything from at least season one. Um, but yeah, much of the comic news centered on, you know, the synergy between a lot of the writers who meet like either each week or each month. I can't remember because the Star Wars comics right now are very in sync uh, and stuff is crossing over left and right. Uh, the Dr. Afra comic is apparently going to have some pretty broad implications um, with some of the stuff down the pipeline that Alyssa Wong is writing. So that's actually pretty cool. 
um, to see something that that could that could mean a lot for the Star Wars timeline, but that remains to be seen, obviously. Um, so there wasn't a ton of comic news. Um, I know there was also some High Republic news in terms of comic book stuff, but I right. wanted to keep that for a separate episode that we just do High Republic because there was a decent amount of High Republic news that I think deserves a conversation because you know we talk about High Republic and we love it so much. But other than that, I'm happy for it. I'm not blown away by any of the news, but I, it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for um for that as well. I haven't. I'm very behind in the comics. Yeah, I'm uh, a couple months behind too. So I have to catch up, but but it is very exciting to hear nonetheless. Um, and that's pretty much wraps uh, wraps everything up. Um, I don't know, Zach. Did you have anything else? Anything else? Uh, not, that not from big. Not in terms of just regular celebration, non High Republic news. Like I said, we're going to be doing that episode um, probably within the next few days separately to just give that its own spotlight because the higher public takes up so much of our content now uh and there were a decent amount of 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 reveals and 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 things i want to speculate on and hypothesize on about the future of because we have two huge phases still so that was getting its own thing in terms of the rest of events i feel like we covered everything i feel like we covered everything so i don't really have anything to add yeah i feel like we, i feel like we did too now um there weren't that many like massive announcements this no. year no, no. At, at the celebration this year. I think the biggest thing to be honest was Obi-Wan because it's Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. So that was what he was just the biggest star for its celebration. Whatever he did, wherever he went, whatever he did was all, it was just everything him and Hayden, of course, um, which I'm happy to see that as well. So, um, so yeah, uh, not n- nothing too massive, um, but like you like you said, and you tease a lot of High Republic stuff coming up, which we will be talking about. <laughs> so if you say if you think that's missing, we will be talking about that in our next show. So please look forward to that and check that out. Um, uh, but uh, I think that's a good place to wrap the show. Uh, Zach, did you have any plugs at all you want you wanted to throw in? No plugs. This is my only show. Just keep listening, please, and I hope you're enjoying. Yes, everyone, please keep listening. Um, uh, you can also check me out on uh, my other show, the Imperial Broadcast, which is on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network and New Generation Media on YouTube as well. So uh, check that out. Where um, I do a podcast with my younger brother, Kendall, who I mentioned a couple times already on this show, where we talk about everything Star Wars. Um, so definitely check that out. Zach makes appearances as well as well. Um, you know, and he will be, he will continue to make appearances. Um, also please look forward to that. Uh, but that does it for the show. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, again, I'm your host Shamari joined by Zach. We will see you guys on the next one.